A successful defense attorney begins falling for a client, a, ca- a charismatic surgeon who just might be guilty of committing a grisly murder in the series premiere of Doubt. Season 1, Episode 1 of the pilot of CBS's Doubt starts right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever episode of the pilot for CBS's hit new show, Doubt. I'm your host, Drexel Hurd. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Drexel Hurd. And I've got a great new panel with me. To my left, it's her first show ever here at After Buzz. Welcome. Thank you so much. Hi guys, I'm Chanel Herlin. And I'm from South Africa, so that's where the accent's from, because everyone thinks I'm Australian. (laughs) And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Chanel Herlin. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. You can find me at at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Hey everybody, I'm Timothy Michael. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. And I'm super excited to join this panel. This is my first show at After Buzz doing an after show that's a pilot. That's a pilot. Oh, it's my oh, first okay. one too. I'm really excited. Not a this first is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, be sure to follow After Buzz TV at After Buzz TV and uh, follow us on uh, Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag ABTVDoubt. Uh, and leave your comments in the chat below or on iTunes if you're listening to the podcast. Um, so I'm going to start today, like this first episode out, just talking about um, fan reaction um, on social media versus fan reaction versus critics' reaction. Fan reaction when I was watching last night, because uh, Shay and I were live tweeting the show last night, um, they thought it was great. Um, I'm going to just read some headlines from some of the newspapers, though. Uh, Hollywood Reporter. Um, from Catherine Heigl to Dulé Hill to Stephen Pascal to Laverne Cox to Dreama Walker they had to clearly name everybody CBS's Doubt (laughs) strands a great cast in a weak legal drama that was the Hollywood Reporter New York Times Catherine Heigl tackles tackles (laughs) tricky cases and jumbled scripts in Doubt oh yikes and then uh, Washington Post Doubt is the perfect TV show for Katherine Heigl because it's totally fine but passionless oh no what did you guys do you guys agree with the critics but the fans loved it and I will point out that my favorite show on television is The West Wing ever on network television um, the New York Times ran an article uh, right when The West Wing first came out. It, like, filleted that show. Like, it was like, this show is not going to do well. And it went on to win four Emmys in a row for Best Drama. So um, you can't always take what the critics say about how shows do. Uh, but what do you guys think? Gosh, well, I'm completely new to this kind of drama, political drama. It's really out my comfort zone. So I had no idea what to expect. But I really loved it. I really did from beginning mm. to end. I think it started off well. It was a bit, bit funny in the beginning. At the end, I was a little bit teary. In the begin, in the middle, I was really engaged. You know what was going to happen. So, yeah, I definitely don't think it was weak. I, overall, yeah, watch the post it. eat that. <laughs> we, I sometimes I just don't think critics always know what's best for the viewers, as we. have Proven many times, Veronica Mars, obviously. Um, <laughs> I love that show. I binged best. that show. Oh, I, I have all the seasons, <laughs> like on iTunes plus the DVDs. That's how obsessed oh. she is because she needs it all the time. Um, but I, I actually, I really enjoyed this entire episode from beginning to end. You had Laverne Cox, her facials give me life. <laughs> Those facial expressions are the best. 
right now TV for me for my life. <laughs> so I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I feel like critically... I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy the show. I mean, we're doing the after show, because clearly yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I feel like critics are harsh. I mean, and they don't... They should give a show, you know, time. Like Drexel said, you know, they filleted, you know, a show that won four Emmys. I mean, you know, they need to give a show time. It's only the pilot. Yeah. Um, I love the backstory touches that they had on certain characters um, that I really think that they can explore later on in the season um, and hopefully in the next season, depending on how the show goes. Mm. But I liked it. Yeah, I thought the episode was, was really great. Um... I, and, and maybe it's because I, first of all, and we'll talk about it in a second, like, it's obviously set in New York City, uh, and we j- I just got back from New York City a few days ago, so it was great to see, see the city again. <laughs> um, and there were so many familiar faces in the cast, and I think that's what, you know, pilots are really tough, and the only thing that connect can connect you to a show is the cast, mm. especially when you don't really know what's going on. And I, watched, I had to watch the show twice because I really was not paying, I was kind of paying attention because you're like, you're like, I don't know where this is going to go in the first rundown and you have to watch it again just to make sure that you kind of absorb things. Um, That's um, interesting that you brought that up though because you, you, it is set in New York City and in New York City, I'm born and raised in New York um, and we're just a very fast paced society. Um, I guess that would be my one critique for the show is that it's not as fast paced as, as I thought it would be and you had brought up West Wing and West Wing is a very fast paced show so I mean it it is out there. It's possible to do. I just think that maybe because it's a political drama, they don't want to go too fast because they'll mm. lose too many people. Like me and Chanel were like talking me. about it. <laughs> me and Chanel were talking about it. We're like, I don't know how we're going to cover this show. Yeah. We're not legal but, people. Like, but I, yeah, I don't think it's a political drama at all. It's definitely a legal... It some, remi- some tricky terms in there. <laughs> it, it reminded... It, it's definitely a legal show. Um, it reminded... And I wrote down because the ending reminded me of uh, Boston Legal... Mm-hmm. Um, it was a spinoff of, of, of The Practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, that was the more serious but had comedy written into it. So right now it's like the 2016, this show is like the 2016 version of Boston Legal. So I don't know if the writers are... 2017. Oh, hello. That's how much you wish we could go back, yes. I just want that's, to go do over 2016. Please. Um, of Boston Legal. So I don't know, um, like I said, where they're, where they're going to go. So let's jump right into uh, some of the cast. Let's just go to kind of yeah. go down the list so that everybody can kind of understand. Captain Heigl uh, plays Sadie Ellis. Uh, Kevin Heigl just finished State of Affairs, which was on NBC. Uh, that's this is like her third. This is her third show since leaving Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. Um, so obviously somebody over at somebody else liked working with her. <laughs> um, the guy who runs Grey's Anatomy runs this show as well. Yeah. So except except for Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. It is. It is. Speaking of West Wing, Dulé Hill plays Albert Cobb. Uh, Dulé Hill is from uh, West Wing. Charlie Young. The Psych uh, also. Just and sorry, psych, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a Psych. I love it. We talked about that when we first we, we talked about it. Uh, Laverne Cox plays Cameron Worth. Um, she is, this character was actually written to be transgender. Oh, good. Um, and I'm glad that a transgender person is playing a transgender role, just saying. Uh, and, and, it's uh, the first ever, yeah. apparently. It's primetime the, Emmy. Yeah. Primetime, prime time. yeah. Prime time. Oh, yeah. Although I will say, this is the second trans actress to appear on a network show. So every time people were talking about Laverne Cox, I'm like, Candace Kane was on Dirty Sexy Money. Yep. So um, so we don't want to forget that piece of it. Um, it. Where everybody's talking about Laverne Cox, and you're like, but Candace Kane was... Was there? Um, <laughs> Stephen Pasquale uh, plays Billy Brennan. Uh, Dreamer Walker plays Tiffany Simon. Uh, Elliot Gold from uh, Ocean's Eleven plays Isaiah Roth, and 
um, my favorite, Judith Light, <laughs> uh, plays Carolyn Rice, uh, who we meet towards the end. Um, so, what did you guys think of this cast, like, as a whole? Like, you know, you're now coming into this, because there's so many characters. You know, some shows really focus on one or two characters. Mm. This show has so many has such a team. Mm. Yeah. It's such an ensemble cast. Yeah. What did you think of them together and like like who's your favorite character so far? Laverne. Only because she's yeah. Laverne Cox. But um <laughs> if we're just not just doing that, um actually I like Tiffany. Like I think Tiffany's awesome. Like, you know, she's a second associate and she's trying to, you know, be this big time lawyer in a New York office when she's from Iowa. And she you know how she <laughs> It's cool. And you know how she said, she's like, you know, I'm from Iowa. We don't, we don't yell. We seethe silently. Are you from Iowa? Oh, uh, no. I'm from oh. Illinois. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, you, you said it so convincingly, like, but I'm from Iowa. I was like. No, because like, that's how she said it. Right. Like, no, but I'm from, I grew up uh, in a small town in Illinois in the project area. So, no. No cows for you. We don't. Oh, hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> the cars. <laughs> there are lots of cars, okay. Tim <laughs> and rice houses. So. And ra- and raise up. What's um, I'm going to say somebody that you didn't actually say on the initial cat list, uh, cast list. Uh, Lauren Blumenfeld plays Lucy Alexander, the assistant. Oh, yeah. Worst um, assistant she's, ever. She's, she's awesome. so funny. I love her. She only like two lines. I, but I, <laughs> and that's how you know right. that she's great because the, I was like, I'm living for her. Every time she came on the screen, I was like, I love her. Like, she's <laughs> like, like my favorite character. I, just, like, I also want to say that she she was in a movie which I loved growing up as a kid. It's like one of my favorite movies as a young girl. It's a little princess. She played oh. one of the girls. She played oh Rosemary. Gosh, yeah. And that book is like everything to me. Like I, 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 just, I just love like you know how they also all about girl power. It's just like you don't have to be rich. You don't, it doesn't care if you rich, poor, black, white. Doesn't matter. We're all powerful. And we all yeah. matter as women and as a girl. I love. That. I love that movie. <laughs> That's a great movie. Well, I, I'm also a massive fan of Laverne Cox, but in this role, and I don't know if I'm alone on this, so guys, let us know, but I'm so used to seeing her in Orange is the New Black, where she's really raw and rough, and now to actually see her play a character that's really groomed and professional and, and gorgeous and herself, I'm, I'm going to have to warm up to it. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if she is 100% believable. People might kill me for saying that, but... I think I could warm up to her. No, I felt the same way. Yeah. She just, uh, you know, last, last, uh, in 2016, in October, we saw her do like her picture show. Um, and then, obviously, I went to the New Black. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought Laverne Cox was great. Um, there, there are so many characters. I don't know who I think is going to be my favorite character just yet. No, they're too many. Woo. They're too many. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's, it has a lot to do with their relationships. Yes. Like, yeah. do I like this person? Do I hate this? Do I like how this person is interacting with this person? Um, but I think across the board, this show, everybody, from what I read on social media, is L- like Laverne Cox's show. Like, mm. no. like Catherine Heigl is like second... <laughs> d- t- I mean, it, it just seemed like that. Like, yeah. this is... like. Nobody was talking about Catherine Heigl when they were talking about this show. That's yeah. funny that you yeah. said well, that. Even like, no, because like there was a comment on Twitter by Miles Walsh. I'm so sorry, but I just messed up your name. Is that uh, at Kilometers W? And he's like, as a trans law student, it means the absolute world to me to see Laverne Cox play a trans lawyer. Like she, like that's an, it's like she kind of she's really inspiration. Right. But, right? And, but 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 aside from the from the the historical like greatness of yeah. this situation. Right. If I had to like piece it down from character to character to like who is better like from the pilot from the get-go, 
just Laverne Cox's character is just a better character than the Catherine Heigl's character. I disagree with you. Yeah, I, think also, that, I, think, I disagree with you. I think that if it's not going to be Catherine Heigl, then it would be Dulé Hill's character. Well, yes, yeah, I'm just talking about comparing those two. I'm talking about Catherine. I'm talking about this as a vehicle for Laverne Cox. Is a, she's in a better position for people to pay attention to her than Catherine Heigl is at the top with the top billing. Okay. This is Catherine Heigl's show. But I also feel like because but, but Laverne, but Laverne Cox has got a got a more compelling character right now. But I feel like she's only... I feel like that is only the case because Laverne Cox is just coming off of Orange is the New Black mm. and all, all these other characters haven't really done a show in a while. I'm saying she's better than Calvin Heigl. When, yes, but what I'm saying is that you're, you're, you're saying that, you know, she, she it's more of a vehicle from her. Everybody's talking about Laverne Cox. Well, of course they would because she's Orange is the New Black. Like, she's just coming off of this hit Emmy-winning show or Golden Globe-winning show, Orange is the New Black. So I can see why everybody's talking about her, but I don't think that's to take away anything from Catherine Heigl because I think she's holding the show down fairly well. Yeah, I think she's great. Mm. But, I, I mean, you know, it's Laverne Cox is a new shiny thing, so everybody... And I'm not saying that she's not great. I'm just with um, Chanel on this one where I feel like she can... And it's just the pilot. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like she could be a little bit more believable. Yeah. I So as a lawyer, I feel like you have to, and, and I'm also an actor, so I get where the process comes from, but I feel like you have to be a little bit more commanding. I feel like you have to be a little bit more, you know, um, you just have to have more of like a, a presence about you. And I just don't feel like she has that just okay, yet. So let's Not as con- convincing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and, and and I think that has and I'm I'm gonna jump ahead real quick because there's two different cases that are happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the main case, which is going to be throughout pretty much the whole season, mm-hmm. and then you've got this secondary case, which will which I think will always be will always be a different case. Yeah. yeah. So that's I nice. think so. Just so our viewers know, that's probably how we'll break down the the when we kind of recap is the main case versus the secondary case. Mm. Um, so. To go back to Laverne Cox character, she, she's got this second case where at the top of the show, she already feels like Katie that that everybody sees Sadie as a better lawyer than her. She wants she has to prove herself. So I feel like it. She her portrayal of that is coming off for. Of that piece of it, not that she's not commanding, it's that nobody sees her as a, as commanding as Sadie does as a lawyer. So there can be. So maybe that's just how she's playing it because she is she does not feel as comfortable with all of these other big shot lawyers as everybody else at Roth and Associates. I agree with that. I could. That's why I was like when you guys were saying believable. I I felt the same way. Like she feels inferior to Sadie, and yes. like even Isaiah's like let her take you know have a fresh new eyes. Like when she's, has, like, like, she's like when 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 have <laughs> yeah, I ever needed help. Right. I think that aside, I mean, that's talking about her as a character and what her character is like in the show. I'm talk- we well, I don't know, but I'm talking about performance-wise. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like performance-wise, I don't, it made a lot of sense. It could have been interpreted. Me. She might have yeah, been well, interpreting that character like oh, that. Okay, yeah. it's like uh, she does feel inferior, and that's how she's playing it. Uh, but let's talk just real agree quick. to disagree here. Yeah. No, that's what we're talking about. This is not like going to be like a knockdown. No, no, no. no. Like, I just, yeah. just want to kind of like put that out there that Sadie, that, that could have been an actor choice. And yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how she's doing Laverne Cox, we all love you, girl. We yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I started with I mean, my like, That's what you do with the pilot. Like, you have to break it down yeah. to where, to where, like, you got to strip it down because the next episode, obviously, you know, for folks that don't live in Los Angeles or don't really kind of know how shows work right out the gate, they might shoot the pilot in January, but may not shoot the 
the second episode like until six, yeah. eight, six, seven months later. Yeah, so yeah. she might come back in the second episode, and it might be a completely, completely different, different character, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. what, um, which is what um, Megan Mullally did in Will and Grace. Yeah. Like Karen was a completely different character from that pilot episode to like. You know, yeah. a few episodes <laughs> yeah. later, and we'll see what the new Karen looks like when NBC reboots Will and Grace soon. Um, let's talk about the main case first. So, the main case is the case of the show, which is uh, 24 years ago, Dr. Brennan, who plays, uh, who's Stephen Pasquale, who's actually in Bridges of Madison County on Broadway, by the way, who used to be married to Laura Bonanti, um, <laughs> was 16 <laughs> years old when his girlfriend, uh, or his ex girlfriend, Amy Myers, was found murdered in Gramercy Park. Mm hmm. So the case is brought back 24 years later as Billy on trial for for Amy's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a cold case. Blunt force trauma to the head. So um, did you guys find that to be a convincing case? Because I, like, I was like, is there no statutes of limitations? Maybe there's no statutes of limitations no, on No, that's murder. only with rape. Yeah. I was like, what? I, was I like, thought there was a statute of limitations on... Mur- no, oh, I don't think so. I don't no, think murder, so. No, take it back. I just thought it was. I just thought it was just so. So. So the reason that this case comes back up is because Michael Slater, a witness, sat in a group therapy session and heard this. He heard. what he thought was a confession. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little weird because I thought it was a little hearsay. Yeah. But nobody brought that up. Yeah. I, I, think I mean, that, yeah. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> no, I felt like I, I actually put like a question mark next to, next to his name because I'm just like as a credible witness and the way he was just sitting there and the way he said it like if you can you can you can remember he's like I said I did it but you can't remember how you reacted that's a little fishy for me that's a little which sketchy which is what was brought up right like yeah. you, you can't just remember 24 years later oh he said I did it he never said I killed her mm-hmm. I did anything I just I did it I did it can mean so many things and nobody brought that up either. That's exactly right. what I was yeah. going to say. I was going to say, t- I, I, I did it, you know. Could have been completely taken out of context. He could have felt guilty that he left her in the party right. that night. He could have felt guilty that he didn't go back for her. He could have felt guilty that she broke up with him. There's so many things that could have been taken out of context, and I did it, you know. It felt like an episode of Law & Order, like a, like, a, like a funny episode of Law & Order. <laughs> like, people get killed at Gramercy Park on Law & Order all the time. And I was like, oh, yeah. where's Mariska? Pop out of nowhere. Where's uh, Detective Stabler? Um, I I feel like, you know, it started off introduced, they introduced it to us kind of like wishy-washy with this hearsay and all. But I do, and then then I was kind of feeling like, "Mm, this is is weak. That's where we can use the word weak. But then now that they've brought in a murder weapon and the blood type, now I'm thinking, okay, now it's got potential. It's a little bit stronger, this case. I'm, I'm believing it a little bit more now. See, I think what bothers me about this case is that Dr. Billy Brennan isn't, like, evil. Like, if this is, if this is going to be a case that's going to be established or, or um, a reoccurring case throughout the entire season, I want to be like... Did he do it or did he not do it? Like, right now, yeah. I'm like, he couldn't have done it. Like, he's a ped surgeon. He's offering his blood. Of course he couldn't have done it. Like, I want there to be a little bit of questioning, and you know? And it's 24 years later. I'm on that, too. Yeah. Unless, like, but you know what they always say about nice people. And so maybe he's, like, maybe the writers are trying to portray him as this really, really nice ped person. But then they're going to pull the rug out from us, from underneath us a few episodes from now. And we're going to be like... 
Maybe he's the crazy one. <gasps> maybe he's crazy. crazy. That's, I feel like that's what's going to happen because that's what's always Because he's offering his blood. Happens. Right. So maybe now we've got a little lead up. This Laverne Cox's case was kind of like maybe introducing the crazy man's case. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think that they're completely disconnected. <laughs> right. I but, but, I, but I do feel like we're going to see a crazy moment, like an angry moment. Mm-hmm. That that's going to turn our that's going to turn him. our opinion on him because his mother, uh, played by uh, Kathleen Shuffleant, who is in the affair, Madam Secretary in House of Cards. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, she seems very pro- she seems very protective, mm. and she seems like somebody who knows her son well enough that she needs to portray this family as well put together, bring all his friends, keep him calm, do this thing, because later on we're going to find out something okay, crazy. Okay, I have my own theory on that. Like, there's... Okay, so let's... let's, let's he's oh negative, right? Yes. He's going to give his blood. Stupid, but he's going to give his blood. Um, and even if it comes back positive, for me, I feel like... I don't... First, I just don't want to believe it's him. I really just want... Maybe it was his mom that could have killed her. I don't, like... Like, she found out he got dumped, and, like, that kind of just drove perfect mom crazy. Mm. I mean, she did, you know, she did like, seem a little crazy. Yeah, and just back to the mother, like Shay says, uh, rich people always got skeletons in the closet. They do. Yeah. So, right. I don't put it past her. That's what I'm saying. We, you know, even though he's nice, I feel like we're going to start to find out. Obviously, it's the pilot. So, obviously, we're going to find out different. The, the, un, the layers of the onion are going to come back on every character. Mm-hmm. And um, I do not see Dr. Brennan as that squeaky clean character as we think. Um, that he is. Um, so yeah, so the Michael Slater comes in. They wanted to. Dis- so the whole point of this particular episode is they want to discredit this witness that is really the linchpin of the DA's case at the beginning. In order to um, get him in out order to on get, bail. In order to get him out on bail yeah. because they hadn't even got to the trial yet. Um, did you guys find that Michael Slater was a credible witness? Because we talked, we touched on it, but did you guys think that just in his testimony that he was a credible witness in the way that he gave about the group therapy and stuff like that? No, because no. there's no, like I said earlier, there's no way for you to somehow, like, do it as, in perfect clarity, he said, I did it, but you can't remember how you reacted. Yeah. And you, you, I mean, even if you're in shock, now. you can just say, I'm in shock. Like, I was in shock. You didn't, you, you could have just said it like that, but he was like, I mean, yeah, was I was in like, shock. Like, it was kind of, like, kind of delayed reaction, like, he didn't expect the question. So, skeptical. I don't know. I believed him. I felt like because he's a music teacher, because he has a daughter, like, they did all this backstory on him about why he came to, you know, came clean in the first place. Um, and then he was like, he couldn't live with the guilt because he has a daughter. And I, I, I felt for him, and I was like, okay, I could believe why he would come forward. Um, but then, obviously, after they found all the dirt on him, then I was like, oh, I guess not. Yeah, the 20, it was a $250,000 book deal. Which is no, weird it's because fishy. he turned down a $100,000 like interview or something they had mentioned in the show also. Well, maybe so, he already got the book deal before, so... So they had to turn up, he had yeah. to turn down the interview? Who knows? But do you guys think... <laughs> so, obviously, the DA kind of thinks he's a weak character, a weak witness, so that's why they really want to find the murder weapon. Do you think that he's going to come back as a part of the case now that they have the murder weapon? I feel like the, for some reason they might bring him back, but even if they do now, we it have we, we can we could be we can plot reasonable they can actually say we have reason reasonable doubt now because he took a $250,000 on that on that particular mm-hmm. witness uh, on that particular witness, yeah, he's not he might not be a credible witness so the DA might just Nix him as a as a, on the witness list, and then it's just kind of focus on 
the murder but weapon. I'm confused about, okay, so the lady that's always following around the Calvin lawyer, like, is she the DA? Like, his boss? Mm-hmm. Like, who so the is DA, she? So the DA is Donna Murphy. Yes. I would just like to point out that, and I tweeted it last night, there are so, because it's set in New York City, they film in New York City, there are so many Broadway performers in this show. Donna Murphy, who plays the DA, is from Broadway. Um, Anne Harada, who was the judge, uh, is from Broadway. And Adam Chandler Bray, who we'll talk about in the second case, is all, was also in Next, Next to Normal. Um, and, but yeah, Donna Murphy plays the DA. And then the guy plays the ADA. Okay. So he's the assistant district attorney. Okay, so, but if you have the ADA taking care of a case, why are you so now involved? Like, cause he has to run everything through her because her name is still on correct. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's why I, been... I was just kind of skeptical about, I'm just like, I just kept seeing her. I'm like, you're just really quiet. Like, why are you here? What is your purpose? And that's what they said at the top of the episode. Like, why would the DA show up to a case like this? It's a high profile case. So the DA is going to show up even though the ADA is, is the lead counsel. Yeah. And like we saw in the beginning of the episode, she's the face of it. So she does yeah. all the media and stuff like that. So yeah. her face is still out there about the, the case. And that's always, that's always the case court. of the district attorney. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot, um, going on in this case. Obviously they also wanted him to take a plea deal. Obviously that fell through. Do you guys, and I, and I, that came up a lot. Yeah. Was, do, do you take this plea deal? It, it went, you know, the charge, the original charge is murder in the first, which is, I think carries the death penalty. Not in New York. New York not, New, not in New York. Okay. So they dropped the plea. They wanted to take the plea, which was man two, which would have been two years in prison. He'd already served four months in prison. Like, would you just convinced your client to take that plea deal? That's what everybody was saying for her to I, do. I, I and she know. said she could drop it to 18 months from two years. Good behavior and stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, if I'm... If I actually know... I'd rather know I didn't do it and then just went through with a child and let somebody else decide for me than take a plea deal and admit something I didn't do. So many people do that, though. Yeah. There's yeah. so many innocent people yeah. in jail because of that. Would you have taken the plea deal? I, probably. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think that I would have just taken the plea deal, especially because alpha, especially four months or to get off good behavior. That's like half your sentence. I mean, yeah, it will probably ruin your life, but at least you're not going to go to jail. I mean, the the way that I think about it is that if, if you go to trial and something goes wrong, the DA pops out a new witness that you had no idea about, and they have like this one piece of evidence like that could really nail you, then you're just going to jail for your whole life instead of what. Ten months, eighteen months. I feel uh, I feel though that if uh, although like no. you said, a lot of innocent people are in jail at the moment. But if you really didn't do it, I I would feel like I can't take the plea because there's no way that they can prove that I'm guilty. I know, but the system. I feel like the system is so rigged. Yeah, like, the it system is, is so. Oh, like, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Something would happen. I couldn't. I don't I know. I, just take it. I wouldn't take the chance. <laughs> <laughs> although maybe hearing your side now, I mean, I would have to think about no, it. A lot. No, no, stick by yours. No, I mean, but because I, then I it would only be like eighteen it. months, and instead of all of this other drama, so that's kind of a like tricky Chicago question for me. Like. <laughs> What'd you say? Chicago. Chicago the musical? Yeah, like, you know, the whole, she, like, she was there and then she gets um, the death penalty, but she oh, didn't yeah. do anything. She was, oh, like, the yeah. only innocent one. <laughs> like, I don't know, for me, that would just be, like, out, oh. Yeah, I don't know what I would yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, what would you know. do? I'd probably, I'd probably fight it out. Because I'd probably, fi- I, you won't go to trial? The operational person in my head probably would help the DA out. Yeah, help, help my lawyer but out. But it's funny rather. because everybody, Dulé Hill, Isaiah, like Laverne, all of like the all of those characters were like, he needs to take the plea deal. 
And yeah. she was the only one. And I feel like she was the only one because she was developing feelings for him. Yeah. If she wasn't right. developing feelings for him, she probably would have told him to take the plea oh, in the yes. beginning. Which because is why he didn't she, want to take the plea, so she was on his side. Which is why she ended up recusing herself at the end um, of Ooh, the episode. Yeah, that's interesting. Is that um, going to stay? Uh, probably well, not. I, mean, she, I think she still will be a part of the council, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that I think that was the smartest decision she made <laughs> throughout that episode. I'm sorry, right. it was like the smartest thing you could have possibly done. Right. One because if you if you know you're developing feelings and you do fall into a relationship, you will lose your license. Right. Like oh, like I didn't on the know night that. Yeah. Um, I wrote down um to what Tim said. I wrote down Albert doesn't really like Brennan, or does he just is hard on this guy because he doesn't want Sadie to have her blinders on. And um, because he did, he had that he had that blow up moment. Um, Albert did when you know he jumped up in the middle of the courtroom and said, "I'll you know have them take my blood or whatever." Um, but I don't. So I can't tell if he really likes. I, I no. I think he's indifferent. I think he's the realist out of the two. He's he's practical, logical, and he's kind of just and, he, and I guess he's t- detached from from the guy. He's not falling in love with him, so he's <laughs> right. able to see the other side of. You know, this is actually what's happening. We right. need to we need to do the right thing. What for the I case. got from them was they have more like a brother and sister type relationship. Yeah, uh, do, um, Sadie, Albert and yeah. Sadie. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that he's very protective of her. Um, I got that when they were talking about his engagement being broken off, and mm-hmm. she was like, and he's like, use your scary voice. Like they have these little like things that they do with each other that are like really like familiar um, and just adorable. Yeah, and I feel like they're like brother and sister. Like I don't see them ever hooking up in no. seasons no. to come. Please, 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 track a little bit to that engagement break off I feel like that that really killed a little bit of the show for me because I was like there's no ways I already said this to him I was like there's no ways that if you leave your dog outside and you forget about him that your fiance is going to break it off well, well, I think there's well, there more problems. It was, it was, it was more that, problems though. leading up to that. Like, yeah, I think like, that was the he was such an alcoholic. Right, that like, was the I think that, that was like the straw that, that yeah straw that came. Back. I just feel like that was a little bit dramatic. Yeah, I mean it was. Pretty. Ha- it, I think from an audience, it was a little jarring because you were like, yeah. oh, "We just met her." Exactly, we just <laughs> met her. Oh, okay. She has Come to go. On. She has to you, go now, though. Yeah, but that's what's funny about pilots is that you have to take all of these notes on these little characters yeah. that seem insignificant, but you don't know if they're going to come back in right. either the, later <laughs> yeah. on the season or next season if the show goes. Maybe so. What, what was not yeah. insignificant was the second case, which was the subway pusher case, uh, which happens. More often than people think in New York City, um, Ooh, yeah, that's what's scary. Um, I think I think there was I think there was there was a case last year. I think there was a there was a case last year where two homes who were were fighting and somebody got pushed in there. And this happens all the time. No, you yeah. must stay far away from those doors before you. Step well, you got to stay behind the yellow line. You know, yeah, when they say behind stay behind the, the yellow line, line <laughs> they truly mean stay behind There's the yellow line. There's a reason. There's yeah. a reason. I'll um, stay in the back until the like, yeah. doors open, just in case it's not gonna be a push. It ain't gonna be me. <laughs> just, yeah. self-protection you know? so at the top of this case it was a hung jury it was 10 to 1 um, and Isaiah the Isaiah Roth who's the lead who's the head of the firm um, wants them to really find a jury that is somewhat sympathetic and um, one of the things that and I'll ask you guys if you guys thought it was really smart was for um, Albert gave uh, Cameron the idea to take her client off of his meds to prove that He's crazy. Uh, he's crazy mm-hmm. because that was the case. Do you guys think that was a smart play or a risky play? I mean, it was risky, but smart. But, Obviously, it worked. But the whole the 
this thing this is the thing when you tell somebody when you're trying to tell somebody explain to somebody that they're crazy people have different variations of what crazy is right so they it's kind of one of those things you have to see and once you see it it's kind of hard to unsee it mm-hmm. and to understand like you like you have to see to understand what this person is going through because if you don't see it you're just like oh i mean he's he doesn't seem crazy. He just seems like a kind of douchey dude that is not moving. He just keeps He's blinking. sleeping. Right. Yeah, okay. basically. So, if you're going to be crazy, be crazy. At right. least, like, especially when, like, you don't want, you don't need to go to jail. You need to go to a mental health facility to help yourself. Right. Mm. But, Tim, there was a moment in where the, where Dr. Uh, Baldrix mm-hmm. was Baldrige. talking. Baldrix. Bald, Bald, Baldrix. Baldrix. Hillary Baldrix. <laughs> Dr. Hillary Baldrix. I uh, was on the stand and they talked about her discharging him. Mm-hmm. Did you think that that was going to tank Laverne's part of the case? Or, or Cameron's part of the case? That, that would have, like, I don't think it was going to tank her case. I mean, Dr. Baldridge made a decision six weeks ago based on the information that she had. I mean, she, there, yes, she's a doctor, but there's no way that she could have known that her, her patient was going to push somebody in front of a train. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it couldn't have derailed the case um, unless she knew about it. Mm. And also six weeks is a lot of time, actually. I mean, if he had just come out of rehab or so, something could have triggered he's still new to this and he could have gone straight back to where he started yeah she put him on medication like i mean that's i mean yeah she put him on medication it wasn't her fault that he stopped taking it right um one of the lines that i thought was really interesting that cameron said is uh in her uh closing argument was do we ignore someone's sickness which is what you were talking about yeah Uh, i wrote the same thing actually which was a really powerful line because an awesome line as a jury, though, have you guys ever been on a jury before? Mm-hmm. No, no, we don't have juries no. in South Africa. Oh. So that's a whole new thing to oh me. Gosh. <laughs> I want to go to South Africa. <laughs> what kind of legal systems happening over there? Um, but I was just on a jury last year, and it's a really weird position to be in because there's a lot of information and you don't really know what's going on. Um, and but there's a difference between the facts of a case, like having facts laid out for you and then deciding on emotion and i thought that that asking the jury do we see somebody's sickness was acting on their emotional part instead of what was in front of them like like if i was a jury i would have looked at the doctor and said well you discharged him 6 weeks ago and you didn't think that he was that crazy and i'm going off of if you believe the doctor as a credible witness it's very difficult for you to not to now believe that he's crazy, but I think that's why they took that's why they took him off his meds, and that's why I think Laverne wanted to do that because, like they did in that whole role playing thing, when the judge had you know the prosecutor play Laverne's, right. I mean play. Sorry, I keep using the actual that ca- was names Cameron. Yeah. yeah, Cameron. Thank you. Um, play that role. He said, you know, when he pushed her, he wasn't on his meds, so it's not really fair to put the doctor on there because the doctor put him on his meds. So mm-hmm. when he committed the crime, it's a completely different circumstance. There's completely different circumstances when he committed the crime. So she really has this, like like Chanel said, six weeks is a long time. It's over a month. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why that would even sway a jury. Right. No, I'm just saying, like, those are the type of things, like, because the, the DA put the doctor on the stand, but I don't think he knew that the meds were, I don't think that he knew that he was off the meds. The DA knew that he was off the meds. I don't think he knew what he was like off the meds, and nobody did, and, and that's but, why she put. So him then, off if the you meds. were a jury, would you have found that to be a little like trickery? You know, like oh my goodness, why would she take him off the meds? No, because if I was a juror, I would want to see like if yeah. we're talking like, about crazy, crazy, I want to see that he's crazy. Yeah, 
No, what I, I found, it was a smart move. What I found interesting while during, like, the in between the main case and the secondary case was you had the character Nick and, like, he sat there for hours and hours in this office. Yes, I wrote like, down I mean, some subplots. There were just, definitely some subplots. Just in but... the office, just like I'm, you gonna you gonna notice me today. Yeah. Like I yes. have, I have some respect for that tenacity. Like Which... I'm like, like I, I want to be heard. I want to talk to the big dog. Like I, <laughs> I'm here. Like I, like I want you to see me. Like right. and then he had this changing. He brought that whole Michael Slater thing out. And you're just like, okay, who is this kid? Right, yeah. and I liked his story. You know, um, um, I guess the actor's name is, is Kobe Libby. He's actually from Madam Secretary. Um, he was in jail for counterfeit bills. Yeah. Got his law degree in jail and now wants a job so that he can pass the character portion of the bar. And that's, you know, that's what I meant by when I said earlier about they touched on, like, backstories of characters that they right. could explore later on. Like, why was he in jail? I mean, right. why was he in jail? But why was he really in jail? You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's, like, other things that they could explore later on. That's what I'm excited about the show. Yeah. yeah. I think there are other things that I'm really interested in seeing, because um, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. Uh, Sadie and Billy's relationship. Obviously, Definitely. Sadie recused herself at yes. the end. Although, I do feel like we jumped into that really quickly. I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were going to, it was going to be a slow it, introduction. But, I think after but, four months, it kind of, like, after four months and he's out now, that actually makes a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting that. I just, it was like a little there was so, of God. But it, not only Sadie's relationship with Billy, but Sadie's relationship with Calvin, the ADA, mm. I was like, well, something is not, they are, <laughs> they've been, they've hooked up at some yeah. point. Because it seemed too familiar. No. When she turned around and was like, Calvin, what's wrong? And I was like, Oh, oh, okay, I see what's happening. No, what I found interesting is just, like, all the interconnection a little bit. Like, you have Isaiah, who's, you know, the head of Roth & Associates, and then his case from 34 years ago is somehow connected to Sadie. Yes. And that person was her mom, and he fell in love with her mom. Like, Uh, that's where the tears You just, like, took... You took her under your wing, which like right. and, just and, and that scene was just like I'm with you. Like uh, I was just right. like so moved by Judith, that, by yeah, that scene. That closing scene was perfect. Yeah, Anything yeah. Judith Light does is like gold. Yeah. And if you're here in California, she's at Pasadena Playhouse right now doing. Uh, oh, she's done that one. She's doing uh, God looks away. Without Pacino, God looks away. But she takes her expense. That's what I thought because because. His and that's why I wrote down about Boston Legal because um, what's his name from the blacklist? Um, um, who's the actor in the blacklist? Um, Talks to wrong people. No, James. Well, James, uh, James, James, James Spader. Yeah. So James Spader was in Boston Legal, and um, but William Shatner reminds me of Isaiah's character in Boston Legal as like that father figure, mm-hmm. and then uh, James Spader played that younger kind of associate, not the younger partner, or whatever. And I feel like that balcony scene was like a throwback yeah. to that. And I feel like we're gonna hopefully we get a lot of those scenes with Isaiah and Sadie because mm-hmm. I do think that because he was in love with his her mother that they have that father daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he's like, I'm not your father. Yeah, he said but that. I'm not your, your father. father. Right. I think, and, like, the fact that he's a boss that gets himself thrown into jail repeatedly, not right. once. We're talking about repeated right. offenses of contempt now. Right. He's like, definitely a firecracker. He's passionate. Yeah. He's definitely passionate. Um, so, obviously, we have a lot more episodes left. This is a half season, so it'll, they'll probably only do, like, 10 episodes. 13. 13 episodes. Um, what, that's going to take us into uh, some predictions. Of what's coming up? Oh goodness! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is quite cool. Thirteen. We got twelve episodes left. Thirteen episodes this whole season. Shay, you already brought up something that you thought was going to happen. That you thought it was the mother. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, my oh. like I feel like he gives us blood, and even if it comes back positive, I feel like ninety. It might be like because it's familial match, maybe because like. Mm. Okay, what I loved about the the mom character and the way she went to Dulé Hills, like, oh, you got a scratch on you. Mm-hmm. Did you murder someone last night? Like, like you thought? You, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, you better you gotta be a mother right now. I'm just right. like, cause that line was just perfectly. Scripted. It was like it was like the same. Like it was kind of the same spot. Like right. from when he was 16. Like that's actually. But that's a, but that symbolism. Gotta mean something like there's no reason it's there. But then it meaning. just makes me think that she's been thinking about this way too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's trying to cover something up. Like oh. like I feel like, but that's why I feel like she did it. Like right. okay, like if you if th- at three a.m. Why are you checking in on your son? Like I mean, despite the fact like okay, so okay, you got a call and he's a like you might you might want to just check to see if he's there, but you kind of should already know your son's there. I feel you because like you you saw him come home. So where did you go after right. he came home? Mm. Just Ooh. girl, you're good. Call the <laughs> no. special victims Who's unit. Like, Tim, what you... <laughs> I love that you. you now I'm thinking over time on right. I mean, it's so. Early. I mean, it's literally the pilot, you guys. It's so early yeah. to make these kinds of predictions. But um, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that it's not the mother. I don't think it really has anything to do with Billy Brennan right now. I think that his. I think this case is going to end a lot sooner than we think it will. Um, I feel like this is just this case is just out there to bring Billy and uh, Sadie together. Um, I think it's probably going to end really quick, and then they're going to move on to another suspect and and go on from there. I think Judith Light, just touching back on her character, um, Caroline Rice. Um, I feel like she is going to get out soon, and that's going to add a whole other dimension to Sadie and to Isaiah because obviously he's in love with her. Um, and I feel like that's where the characters are going to go in that direction. But I don't think he killed her. Chanel? Oh, goodness. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm that one that's like literally on the fence. I have no idea. But maybe I can talk about the ending because that really touched me. It really moved me. I enjoyed that. And I'm just interested to see how that Sadie and her mom relationship play out. And, you know, now Sadie Sadie coming in instead of um, Isaiah. Isaiah, Maybe that's going to change something with the mom's case. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst at predicting things. I I'm think I'm like, the same as you now. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. Like we do, I do. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. On we should just shows. watch. Then we'll find yeah, out. We'll watch and find out. So we definitely want to know what uh, you guys have predicted. Use the hashtag ABTV Doubt to let us know what you guys think of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Drexel Heard. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Chanel Herlin. You can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You can find me at I am Timothy Mike. I am Timothy Michael. And we'll see you next Thursday night Woo-hoo. for episode two, then and now. We'll live tweet Wednesday night, and then we'll see you all then. And join our live chat, guys. We'd love to see you yes. on it. Yeah. Yes. Chop yeah. in the live if chat. If you're up, LA, New York, I'm, you're probably asleep. Sorry. <laughs> Bye, <guys. laughs> Good night, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 